This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show joining you live from the TGT Stadium. Thank you so much for being in attendance this morning and making this, of course, part of your morning routines. Thank you as always. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Let's jump into the chat box first of all and say good morning to our individuals that are joining us as early as possible. It is indeed match day, match G. Thank you so much for reminding us. Uh, Of course, Arsenal's second game of the Premier League season takes place at 3pm this afternoon. If you are going to the game, of course, please make sure that you check all your travel requirements. There are strikes going on up and down the country, so uh, it's worth uh, having a look. Uh, There's definitely some going on in my area, so if you're coming from the southeast, make sure you do check and travel uh, accordingly if you need to get sort out other kind of routes of travel it's worth doing that and worth checking so if you are listening and didn't know that now you do so hopefully that's helped out some of you uh paul good morning to you to martin to rocky to temi and kaiser and afsar good morning guys olu and ian and simon and nsw uh bowick and uh rather aries pj and jose and joshua and ife good morning guys hope you are doing good um a couple of things before we kick off. First things first, the channel is now verified, which is quite, an, uh, it's, it doesn't really change anything, but it's quite a nice kind of, it's a nice mark of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It just, yeah, it kind of just shows the card work that's gone into the channel. And now it's at a level that the YouTube recognizes it as being a verified channel, which is great. Um, but thank you to everybody that's helped support the channel that's got it to this stage that now they've got a, a big tick next to it, which is which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I did tweet about that this morning if you didn't see it. But now you know, um, 
great stuff. Yeah, some validity. Yeah, thank you, Paul. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, adds a little bit of validity, uh, I suppose, to the channel as well, if you ever needed that anyway. But uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and the other thing is, for the next four weeks, if you did tune into our preview show yesterday, which you should definitely go and watch, uh, for the next four weeks, the channel has been sponsored by Football Prizes. Uh, and of course, we'll be highlighting our prizes of Arsenal-specific nature every single morning in our shows. And of course, this week is a pretty darn good prize. You can win a signed Gabriel Jesus home shirt for the 2022-23 season. The competition finishes on Tuesday, the 16th of August at 7.30. Link to the competition is in the description, although I would say that now I'm just checking this and it has sold out. So, so it's it's sold out, but I'm pretty sure there is another competition going on on the website for Arsenal stuff. Just scrolling down the website here, I'm pretty sure there is another Arsenal competition that is going to be going live uh, on the website. But it, football prizes is definitely still worth checking out. Um, and I'm just finding out now that there is indeed going to be another prize draw happening at some stage. So when we've got info on that, I think it's for the new home shirts uh, against Leicester win two hospitality tickets uh, to Arsenal versus Leicester if you go and have a look on the website hopefully that should be there that's what I've been sent so that's what I'm hoping uh, is also going to be happening so have a look on the that's going to have to be quick if you win that one so uh, make sure you go on the website football prizes and fingers crossed you can get your hands on some good ones but as I've said there they, they go really fast so the next prize will be available on Tuesday and uh, we'll, of course, be bringing you information of that on Wednesday. But for the next four weeks, uh, Football Prizes have decided to sponsor the channel, which is pretty darn cool. So uh, you'll have to deal with me waffling on with that for a little bit. But uh, it is to help the channel and support it. And, of course, it helps us produce better and more content to get things that just make the channel look all that great. Anyway, let's uh, let's crack on with today's main stories. We start off with Marquinhos getting a brace in Arsenal's 3-2 victory over West Ham United in the under-21s. This is his third goal in two games for the under-21s this season. Uh, fantastic form so far. Could, of course, be involved in the cup competitions. That's where I would expect Marquinhos to be getting more involved with the Arsenal senior squad. But for the under-21s, he is definitely making his mark. Brooke Norton Cuffey has signed a brand new contract with the club as well. He's now expected to join up with the senior squad at some stage during either this season or in the coming seasons. He knows that there is a pathway for young players, and that was one of the big reasons as to why he, of course, did sign up with that brand new deal. He won the England under-19s championships as well uh, with the England national side, which is great, and it really puts him in good stead. I think that alone is the best option still. I think going to the championship... That is what he needs to do. That is ultimately where he's going to have to find himself and really push himself towards being of the Premier League level. He played in League One last season and was a head and shoulders above everyone else on that field when he was there. He needs to get that extra uh, kind of competition and going on loan to a championship side is probably the best way to do that. Now, Saka has been nominated for the Coppa Trophy, which is like the youth version of the Ballon d'Or. Uh, and of course, he's one of the best young players around just 20 years of age. I'm not sure if 20 is the oldest you can be because Gabriel Martinelli, of course, is now 21. So I'm not sure he can qualify. William Saliba is also 21, I believe. So both of them, I'm not sure, could be nominated. But Bakai Saka has been. So we will wish him the absolute best and hopefully... Uh, he can get on to it. I don't know if Jeremy Pino was also nominated. I'd have to check the full list. But Bukayo Saka, 
definitely nominated for the Copper Trophy. Now, William Saliba uh, has been impressing. And in fact, Mikel Arteta has been talking about William Saliba a lot. He was asked quite a few questions, as you would imagine, in his press conference ahead of the game against Leicester. And William Saliba came up quite significantly throughout it. He talked about how he was really committed to the club and how, of course, he's wanted to... I mean, everyone's been talking about Saliba in kind of this sense that he's going to become the best player in the world. But Arteta says, I think he has his feet on the ground. And I don't think that will be an issue. Obviously, we have already talked about the expectation that he had already created before when he was on loan. And he was very aware of everything that was happening around him. And we have tried to manage that internally in a really quiet way. I think it's better to stay like this for him because he is 21 years of age and has played one Premier League match. Further, talking about how much he's changed since he came back from France, he says the first team players were really positive. His body language, presence and confidence, he was acting with very, uh, the way he was acting was very mature. And talking about a long, longer term kind of deal for Saliba, he says, we will address all these issues like we always do. That's why the board and Edu will be preparing all the scenarios that we could possibly face. We want players to be happy here and feel valued, but we've just started the season. Still no word on that potential renewal as of yet in specificity. We've heard you know, rumours about the idea that an agreement had already been found. My understanding is that is not the case at this moment in time and that talks about a new contract will occur slightly further down the line. The club are very happy right now with Saliba and Saliba is very happy at Arsenal. So it is going to be about showing him that we have that commitment to him, that he's going to play plenty of games. And from that moment moving forwards, we'll hopefully see an agreement reached and a new contract signed. Fingers crossed indeed. Let's uh, go to Yuri Tillemans. Now, Brendan Rodgers talked about the idea of Yuri Tillemans playing against Arsenal. He was always going to be asked the question and the embargoed kind of quotes that came out a little bit later after he spoke have finally been released. <laughs> he still kind of just basically spoke about him saying, yeah, you know, he's a top pro professional. It's a top game for us. So he'll want to be involved in it. I think with the best players, they always want to prove a point anyway. And it doesn't matter whether against a team they've been linked with or not. I expect Tillemans to play and have a brilliant game. Um, he's a very, very good player. Uh, will the pressure, the narrative, get too much for him? We'll have to wait and see. But I personally think that he's a player that will be fine with the occasion and will try to compete to the utmost of his abilities. And it'll be interesting what kind of reception he gets from the Arsenal crowd. If he's on the ball, will he get cheered? We're all well aware of what's going on. Arsenal have got an agreement with the player. He wants the move. Arsenal are keen, but they haven't yet agreed a fee with Leicester. Will it happen? Will it still take place? We're going to have to wait and see. But a reaction in this game could be quite telling. Now, finally, uh, Unai Emery started speaking about Jeremy Pino in one of what I have to say is the strangest press conference answers I've ever seen. He basically turned around and said, if we get an offer, Villarreal will have to accept it and he will have to go. Like, no choice, no chance that anything else would happen. He just said, if we get a bid... We'll accept it and he'll go. Uh, it's very, very strange, but uh, very honest from Unai Emery. And Villarreal, like a lot of clubs in Europe, are struggling right now, ultimately, with the financial situation. So it's unsurprising, of course, that this is the case. But it was still a bit strange to kind of hear him speak so specifically uh, about the idea of Jeremy Pino leaving. And he was very honest that if we bid the right amount of money, he'll go and he'll have little choice in that because Villarreal need to bring in the funds if they want to bring in some other players. They're linked with Giovanni Lo Celso, of course, from Spurs. But I think with a couple of other players, I think, and they may need to sell 
in order to bring those players in. And they may be open to selling Pino as a result. And finally, Mikel Arteta did, of course, discuss transfers in yesterday's show. We talked a lot about the kind of players that could yet leave the club because a lot of players have obviously left during this period of time. We've seen Pablo Marie, Lucas Torreira. But he said, if any more players would be leaving before the window shuts, he said, well, we had Burnt and Lucas Torreira as well as Pablo Marie. There were a few. We had Flo Balogun going on loan as well. We've moved the squad a lot. Uh, and we're still willing to finalise the squad the way we want it. We could add something great, but there are a few players that we need to find the right game time for as well. At the moment, that's going to be difficult. And then I think it was Cottrell from Sky that asked the question on if he's heard anything about Kieran Tini heading to Man City. He said no, and, and as you know, I'm not going to be commenting on individual cases. And that's why if you ever ask him a question about a specific transfer target, very rarely is he going to give you an answer. I remember when he was on the tour in in Nuremberg for the Nuremberg game in Germany, he was asked a question about Tielemans and did give a more in-depth answer, but that's very, very rare that you kind of see this happen. Uh, now, my colleague Kai Karnak was at the press conference and I was writing a piece before the press conference about Fabio Vieira's positioning. I was sitting there going, Kai, please, please ask a question about Fabio Vieira. And the boy came through because <laughs> he did indeed ask a question about Fabio Vieira and kind of his versatility. Uh, he says that's something the player is going to tell us in terms of where he might play. We are already trying him in different positions in training and he's played on the left, the right as a false nine and attacking midfielder. It's so good. He doesn't want to be locked in any one position because he's used, so used to it. And that's a really positive thing for us. Uh, Kaya then followed up by saying on whether it will take him time to adapt to the Premier League. He says that's a question mark that's very difficult to respond to right now. It might take him now time to get there, depending on who he's playing with and how the game goes. It could take him time, no time to adapt at all. Uh, what I can tell you is that he's doing everything he can to make that process really short. So fingers crossed. I think I saw a comment uh, from Erhart in the chat says, I want to see Fabio Vieira today. Fingers crossed we will see Fabio Vieira today make his debut finally for Arsenal. That is going to be a big, big thing. Uh, so I'm looking forward, fingers crossed, to getting uh, the opportunity to see him play. Uh, we will be doing a, uh, a match reaction show. It's rare that I get to do these match reaction shows because I'm usually working, but I've got a nice day off on a match day. Wasn't able to get to the game because tickets are mental and trains are even crazier today. But uh, I am going to be able to do a match reaction show on the whistle. So you'll be able to join me on the show as soon as the game's finished. And we'll have a great chat about it with you guys in the chat box, of course, being the main star of the show as always. That brings to an end the first section of the show, which means we're going to go to uh, part two and your questions after this very quick break. Now, as I said at the start of the show, for the next few weeks, we're being sponsored by Football Prizes. The, the prize for Gabriel Jesus' signed shirt has now sold out very quick. What I will say is that on Wednesday, of course, there will be a brand new prize available and up for grabs. So make sure that you are always checking the Football Prizes website link in the description as per to make sure you can get your hands on some brilliant stuff. Only $2.95 it was for the ticket for Gabriel Jesus, and there's only 99 tickets available, so you've got really good chances of winning these prizes. We were sponsored by them before, and I know a lot of our Discord members won plenty of prizes. Jared won a signed Bergkamp shirt. Dan Robert won a signed Abamyang photograph. There was some brilliant stuff won by people that watched this very show. So it is very possible indeed 
that you can get your hands on some great stuff. Let's jump into the chat box, though, now and take your questions. Let's go to uh, Captain Arsenal 18. He says, hi, Tom. Would you keep the back four from the last week or would you put Tomiyasu in if fit? I would keep it the same. Uh, you can go and watch our preview show from yesterday with myself, Jared, uh, Alex and Pablo, where we all kept the same team. We don't need to rush Tomiyasu back into the fold. You know, he's not 100% fit yet. Um, and for that reason, ultimately, that's going to be really beneficial to us to have someone like Tomiyasu back when he is. But we don't need to rush we don't need to rush him back. We have no need to do that. The same with Tierney. We've only given him a few minutes. Let's give Tommy Asso a few minutes at the end of the game today. Uh, Thor says, is football prizes only UK? No, they ship abroad. Jared lives in North America uh, in near Chicago, I believe. And he won and his prizes were delivered without an issue. So uh, check the website. Of course, terms and conditions are over there. But I'm pretty sure that you can get your prizes shipped to within reason anywhere uh, I think you like. So there you go. Uh, let's scroll up a little bit because I know that I often miss questions when I go to part two. Uh, Ian says, what would be your preferred result in the Chelsea versus Spurs match? Great question. Uh, let's have a look at the fixtures going on in today's uh, and tomorrow's fixtures in the Premier League. Let's share my screen with you guys so you can also have a look at the fixtures. Da, 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 da. Here we go. So uh, let's go through them all. What would we would like to happen? Aston Villa, Everton. Uh, I think Aston Villa were pretty poor against Bournemouth and Everton have added a decent couple of players. I think Everton may get a strange result there. If anything, it's going to be a draw. Southampton leads United. That's an interesting game. I think Southampton um, are a team in trouble this season uh, and Leeds have added some very interesting players and were... I think, unfortunate not to come out of a better result in their game last week. I think the players they've added are very exciting and 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 certainly interesting. So I'd tip leads for perhaps a victory at Southampton today. Of course, Arsenal against Leicester. Arsenal hopefully picking up all three points and we'll be watching it and reacting to it on the whistle. Make sure you turn those uh, notifications on on the channel so you don't miss that. Brighton, Newcastle, fingers crossed. Brighton can get another very big result. Huge win for them at Old Trafford last week. Newcastle, very decent side and were comfortably dominant over Nottingham Forest uh, at St. James's Park last week. But Brighton, very decent side, despite losing Kukurea and Basuma. Uh, Manchester City, Bournemouth. I think that's an Erling Haaland captaincy pick on fantasy football. If you've ever seen one, could be a massive scoreline there today. Wolves against Fulham. Uh, Fulham had a great result against Liverpool. And Wolves haven't looked all that great. So who knows? Maybe we'll get an intriguing result from Fulham. But Wolves at home tend to do quite okay. Brentford, Man United. Come on, Brentford. Let's see Brentford get a big result in that game. That'd be great. They managed to claw back a couple of goals against Leicester. Maybe they can score a couple of goals at home against Manchester United. Nottingham Forest, West Ham. Forest have added a few new players, but I think they're going to take time to gel and add to the team. West Ham were dominated by Man City last week, but I do think that West Ham still should be able to get a good result at Forest today. Uh, Chelsea, Tottenham. Obviously, I think I'd rather a Chelsea win. Obviously, a draw is still favourable, but Anyway, Spurs lose is always good. So, uh, yeah, come on the Blues. I <laughs> thought we'd say that, but I'd rather Chelsea beat Spurs all day long. Liverpool Palace. Uh, Liverpool, obviously, want to see a reaction to their draw against Fulham from last week. Palace, though, also trying to react to the defeat to Arsenal. That could be an intriguing result as well. And Liverpool, if they start the season slowly... Who knows? An opportunity suddenly opens for other teams in the table as well. So there you go. There's your Premier League fixtures covered. Uh, maybe that's something that we'll do every single Saturday, our Friday morning, depending on when, of course, the games go ahead. Uh, let's scroll down. Uh, James says, TC, does the Vieira chant write itself? Of course it does. Vieira. 
Uh, Ahmed says uh, we should stay uh, we should stay with Nicolas Pepe this season no need for any risk and next season after qualifying for the Champions League let's hope we can go for Gnabry I think it's going to be possible it's a great theory whether or not it can be put into practice though Ahmed is another thing Um, but I did a show the other day only a week or two ago about the idea of keeping Pepe and whether or not that was the right choice so if you're of that way inclined maybe that show will interest you uh pj says tc how can cristiano ronaldo be nominated for the ballon d'or and could saliba have qualified for it uh yeah i mean second part to your question yes uh, saliba was one of the best defenders in europe last season and absolutely deserved arguably a nomination for his performances last year because they were top um ronaldo i mean he scored still scored a lot of goals to be fair to him but it's just kind of that it's just the aura. You can't not nominate him, I suppose, for the Ballon d'Or. Uh, Kieran says, hi, Tom. A bit off topic, but who is the better player, Rice or Rodri? I love Rodri. Um, I'm not I'm not going to lie. I really appreciate how good Rodri is. I think that in a Man City style, he doesn't necessarily stand out because there's so many amazing players. Where, of course, for West Ham, Rice really stands out. But for me, Rodri is a world-class deep midfielder absolutely brilliant one uh, a clockwork tangerine says with white looking like preferred right back when tommy is absent do you see cedric reevaluating his position at the club not necessarily cedric is very very happy at arsenal i have that on very good authority and he's not looking to leave at all he sees arsenal as a very good route for him to even potentially get into the portuguese national side at times when he plays regularly the issue with him at the moment he's got white and tommy asso ahead of him so that might change quite significantly. Uh, James says, Tom, any updates on Musa Diaby? Would he, uh, I would think he'd be great. Sorry, James, there isn't anything. Um, Arsenal have had an interest in him for a while. They're looking at him, but the same way, whenever you hear the words, Arsenal are interested in X player, they're interested in hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. So just because Arsenal are linked with a player, it doesn't mean that's ever going to happen. It just means they're scouting them, they're monitoring them. And they are doing that for Diaby, but there's no word of a potential move for him, I'm afraid. So, no, not for me. Uh, Ian says, will today be the day we make our first five substitutions? I'd be shocked if it wasn't because obviously temperature is going to reach around 33, 34, maybe even 35 degrees uh, in London today. So it would make sense that we would absolutely use those five substitutions as best as we can. Um, Let's go to Harsh. He says, should Arsenal use Marquinhos more in senior squad uh, games and not by a winger given his performances in the other 23s, 21s, sorry, looking levels above there? Good question. Should they not buy someone because of Marquinhos? Short answer, no. If you can go and get someone, great, go and do it. We only spent 3.5 million on Marquinhos. If he's doing fantastically well, great. It means that hopefully we can make a big profit if we ever move him on in the near future or we develop him into a great player. But Europa League group stage, Carabao Cup games, he's going to get chances. I have no doubt about that. Uh, and says, hi, Tom. I went on another Arsenal fan channel and was shocked about the negativity. It felt really uncomfortable and had to leave. Thanks for the positive content you and channels like uh, myself put out there to fans. Well, you're very welcome. Look, at the end of the day, people can create content about the way they want to create content. I do me. Sometimes I comment on some of the stuff that goes on around the wider context of things, but I'm enjoying Arsenal right now. I'm happy being an Arsenal fan. I'm excited to see where things are going to go. I'm very excited to continue talking about Arsenal. And yeah, thank you for enjoying the content. I have to say that the reaction we got the other day to the show we did with Ben Jacobs 
when we talked about kind of the darker side of reporting on Arsenal transfers was really, really well received. I've received a lot of really kind messages, some from other journalists as well that have watched it back and said that they feel like they haven't really talked about that. Maybe it's something I could go into more of a series about and talk to more journalists about kind of that side. I have already done that a bit with the likes of James Bend and Charles Watts when we've done our Let's Talk Arsenal fan series. But I think it's something that a lot of you seem to enjoy hearing about a different aspect of like journalism and reporting and the reality of what it's actually like. And we've got some great feedback. So if you haven't already seen that, I think it's now the pinned video on the channel. So go and check it out. Although I think the Jeremy Pino video might be, but it's definitely only a few uploads ago. So you shouldn't be able to find you should be able to find it fairly easily. Uh, Peter says, Tom, what are the chances of Matt Smith breaking into the team for the cup games? I don't think too high. Uh, I know that he's been on a few loans now and he's not yet gone on loan this summer, but I haven't heard anything about him kind of catching the eye. You know, there are a few players like Lino Souza, Brute Norton Cuffey, Rule Waters. You know, these guys are catching the eye of the first team, but I haven't heard anything about Matt Smith really being talked about at the high levels at the moment. Uh, Benjamin says, hi, Tom. Great show. Ben Jacobs, really insightful. Congrats on getting the channel verified. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate that. Uh, let's go to, let's scroll up a little bit more. Paul says, who will make the bench today and will Marquinhos eventually replace Pepe? Good question. The bench is a big, big talking point for me. I think I went on yesterday's show. In fact, I can tell you what I went for on yesterday's show. My bench is Turner, Tommy, Asutini, of course, if fit, Elneny, Lukonga, Smithrow, Vieira, Pepe, and Ketia. So no holding, no Maitland-Niles, no Marquinhos. Um, they, I wouldn't be going for those. Uh, the reason why I've gone for Elneny and Lukonga is I think they can offer different things in the midfields. I think Lukonga can actually play slightly more advanced and play that number eight role. He's been impressing that, and the, the club and Arteta in particular are impressed with what he's done in preseason. Elneny can give you that more calming presence if you need to bring someone on to just say you're leading by a goal and you need to bring on someone that's going to be a little bit more calm in the midfield. I think Elneny is certainly someone who can do that to quite a high level and showed that last season. Uh, Mohamed says, hi, Tom, we must add a top winger. Saka and Martinelli cannot play all the matches and we do not have the backup. We must add a, uh, a player to compete with them and add depth and quality. Uh, I agree. I would love to see us go and sign a wide forwards that can ultimately cover in the middle as well. That I would say, though, you know, Fabio Vieira is an interesting player. Very, very interesting indeed. I didn't know that he played as many games as he has kind of centrally in a false nine role. That's something I learned yesterday that I wasn't initially aware of. So who knows what he brings to the team? Let's wait and see. Uh, let's go to uh, Blue Red, who says, don't want to jinx, but what is Jesus's injury record like? It's pretty good. I know he did suffer a long-term one when he joined Man City. His injury record's pretty good. So it's not a concern at the moment. But touch wood. Everyone touch wood <laughs> right now. Uh, Joshua says, hi, Tom. When is the next episode of All or Nothing coming out? Thursday, you'll be able to see episodes seven and eight. Uh, I believe there's just two um i'm hoping to be able to see them very soon indeed uh, but you'll be able to catch them on thursday to watch the last two uh olu says hey tom tillemans is available liverpool and united are in need of a new striker why are they not in for him is he lacking something uh midfielder of course um but yeah i don't know why there's not been as much interest i thought someone else might have snapped him up the only reason i can come up with for why no one else has gone in for tillemans is because obviously there's seemingly this very public agreement with Arsenal that's there. And because of that, we are not seeing any kind of change uh, in that situation at all. Uh, and I think because there's that agreement there, other clubs know that if they move for Tielemans, 
Arsenal will move and it's very easy to get that deal done, supposedly. Uh, Gunnar Jake says, Tom, do you think Arteta is waiting to see Vieira before signing on whether to go for a potential centre-mid or wide forward? Maybe. But they know what he's about. They know that what they were player they were getting when they signed him. So it's not exactly going to be a shock that he can play in all these different areas. Potentially, if he comes on and plays, so if he comes on for Saka, maybe midfield becomes more of a priority. If he comes on for Odegaard, maybe the wide area becomes more of a priority with the window finishing. Let's wait and see. Uh, Deep Kundu says, Tom, since we don't know who the mystery midfielder is, do you think there is anyone better than Tillemans available on the market? If you're willing to pay big money, Milinkovic Savic is the obvious choice, but you're going to have to pay upwards of £60 million to get him in. Would I do that? absolutely he's brilliant go and get him in uh, Roy says most good teams have one or two players but Arsenal have three irreplaceable players Saka Jesus and Partey should be done something about it look they are three irreplaceable players and ultimately it's very difficult to find players that are going to rotate with them as good or near as good as those players I think we've got good depth in those two positions of midfield and wide area the striker is an area that I think we need more depth and midfield, we need more quality in depth, but you can't argue that we haven't got numbers in those positions. It's just the quality in those areas that need to be stepped up rather significantly. Uh, Yasin says, Vieira is rumoured to miss today's game. Again, if you misses today's game, do we have a new Tomiyasu situation? Um, let me just scroll up. Uh, Vieira... Uh, on updates on Tomiyasu, Smithrow and Vieira, Arteta said they've been reintegrated into training this week, all of them. They are in different phases, but some of them will be in the squad tomorrow. It was my understanding that Smithrow was the worse off of the three, that Tomiyasu and Vieira were ahead of Smithrow. Unless that's changed, I don't know. But as far as I was aware, Vieira's been training with the ball. He's been in full training and could be available to make the bench today uh, and potentially even get his debut. So there might be rumours that he'll miss it, but he seems like he was pretty good to go in training to be part of the squad. But unless that's changed, feel free to send me those rumours that you've seen and I'll give them a read. But as far as I'm aware, he's he's going to be, you know, as part of the squad today, fingers crossed. Uh, Johnny says, anyone's available for the right money? Indeed. Just sometimes that right money is rather ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and also adds, morning, Tom. Haven't been here for a while. My apologies. Don't need to apologise. You come and go as you please. If you join the show every day, great. If you don't and you can't, that's also fine. But thank you for tuning in. How much truth is there in the 25 million rumours for Tielemans? Look, I mean, good friends of mine, Simon Collings, has reported that for the Evening Standard. I have no reason to discount that, not just because I know Simon, but because I know he's very well connected. So, you know, I, I don't see any reason why the price hasn't dropped now to 25. Let's just see if Arsenal move for him. Uh, Benjamin Clark says, Tom, with the good feeling around Arsenal, do you think tickets to even lesser cup games are still going to be hard to get? Yes, to an extent. Travel and cost of living in the UK is, is mad at the moment. Um, and because of that, I think that could have an impact on tickets being sold. But the feel-good factor around Arsenal is on a high. And because it's such a hard thing to buy tickets for league games, Cup games, Europa League games, I also think could find themselves sold out. So let's see. Fingers crossed that's the case because it's only going to be good for Arsenal. Uh, Arteta's son says, for me, all we need now is to guarantee top four is a backup for Partey, an upgrade on Xhaka and competition for Saka. Wow, to guarantee top four. Look, I think with the squad that we've got, we've got a squad that is easily competitive for top four. For me, the talk that you're talking about there is is a is a title challenging level of additions. That's what we should be aiming for. Add players with the ambition of trying to get as high up the table as possible. 
that has to be the minimum expectation for this team always is that it's aiming towards a title. The minimum expectation I have for this specific season is, of course, qualification for the Champions League because that's the next step of progress. But this team, Arsenal Football Club, should always be looking towards trying to get back to winning the biggest and best trophies that are out there. Uh, Roy says, Tom, when you ha- when have you last seen this positivity? Was it the Alexis year? Good question. Alexis did bring a lot of positivity, but I don't think there was any kind of talk of title challenges. And there has been. I don't agree with it right now, but there still has been plenty of people saying, this side is what? You win your first six games, and all of a sudden things are very looking very good. Could be top of the league. Who knows? So let's see. Look, Liverpool went, I think, 27 games in 2019-20, something like that, maybe the year before, and they won 26 of 27 games. If you want to win a title, that's the level of consistency that you need to start to show to compete with these teams at the top. It's a joke how good they can be. That's the level that we have to try and strive to achieve. Because frankly, in 20, yeah, in 27 games, Liverpool had the same amount of wins as the Invincibles. That's the level that we're looking at right now. You know, it's mental what we're going to have to try and achieve to get anywhere close to the title in the coming years. But that's the ex- that's the level. That's what you need to strive to. And it's very, very difficult indeed to do it. Uh, Dan the Mag says, I'm a bit late, but good morning, people. Time to rewind. Well, when you get to this part, Dan, thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate your time. And Fish says, hey, Tom, anything on Tonali? Nope, nothing on that. Uh, Keith says, Tom, are we expecting a Bamiyan to do a goal celebration flip in our own stadium? If he goes to Chelsea, who knows? Uh, Anything's possible. I don't think he's going to go Chelsea from the sounds of things. Barca seem very keen on keeping him. So at the moment, I don't see that happening. If Chelsea put in a very decent bid, maybe that'll change. They don't seem to want to lose both of Depay and Alba. And Juve are pushing very hard to try and sign Depay. So that may end Chelsea's attempts to try and sign Aubameyang. It is a bit of an odd one, though. You know, signing a 32, 33-year-old Aubameyang for that amount of money for that many years. Is that beneficial to Chelsea? I'm not really sure. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Forever an Arsenal fan says, hey, Tom, what would you prefer, fourth and an FA Cup or fifth and the Europa League? Um, Fourth and an FA Cup, I think. Uh, I know that obviously the idea of winning a European trophy is great, but I'd like to finish higher up the table and you're winning another trophy and you've got Champions League qualification. I'd love to know what people would love to see in the chat box. The FA Cup to me is very special because it's Arsenal's trophy. I know that we've not won the Europa League. I know we've not won a European trophy in a long, long time. But I would like to finish as high up the league as possible. Know that we got that Champions League qualification because we deserve to be in the top four. And the FA Cup is a brilliant prize at the end of the season to grab as well. So I think fourth and FA Cup for me um, would be what I would choose of the two options. Great question, though. And if you're watching on Catch Up, I'd love to know what your thoughts are in the chat box. Um, Georgie One Foot LCFC says, Anywhere for the away fans to drink near the ground today, as the news is the Dryton Arms is closed. Great question, Georgie. Um, there will be plenty on away days forums that you should be able to find if Dryton is closed. Um, you can't get into a lot of the Arsenal places because they require you to show Arsenal uh, affiliation, but. There is a lot of places around North London. Um, it's probably best off going to the Spurs area if you want. You're going to find plenty of places there. Um, but yeah, go onto the forums, Georgie, um, and have a look. But uh, enjoy your day in London. Not the game. I won't wish you the best of luck, but do enjoy your day in London, mate, and uh, and stay safe and stay hydrated, most of all. I know you've got plenty of beers, but in this heat, you need to stay hydrated, my friend. 
let's go to answer this now. Fifth in the Europa League for me. Uh, Cam says fourth in Europa. That wasn't a choice. <laughs> you can't cheat, Cam. That's not how this works. It was fifth in Europa or fourth in FA Cup. As simple as that. Uh, let's go to uh, Crispy Rice, who says, uh, whose definitely name is Chris Pie Rice, says, I want us to bring home our first European trophy. Yeah, I'd love to see us to win the Europa League. I think it'd be a great moment, but fourth and FA Cup for me is what I would choose of the two. Uh, Matt's hot take is consistency in the league is most important thing than winning a trophy. I'd take thirds or even fourth over winning the Europa League or an FA Cup. Wow. That's quite incredible. I get the kind of getting closer to winning a trophy, like winning the league. You need to be consistent and finish as high up as you can. But I'm not going to be 80 odds looking back and going, do you remember that year when we... Oh, I'm putting on my old voice now. Do you remember that year when we finished third? <laughs> like, no, I'm going to remember the trophies. That's what I'm going to remember most. Like My first trophy I really remember was the 2005 Cup Final uh, in the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff. That was that was the, the the game that sticks in my youth. I was only I was 11, 10, 11 years of age. Beyond that, it was the FA Cup in twenty thirteen um, against Hull City. That that game was when I was at university and I was in a pub and I was the only Arsenal fan in the pub and I let rip every time Arsenal scored. Didn't care who was around me. I was in Nottingham. That's where I went to uni. That those moments for me mean so much more than finishing third or fourth look getting champions league absolute must but if we can do that and win a trophy amazing and the fa cup is absolutely it's gold for me it's not gold like an invincibles trophy but it's gold uh francois says tom there's a fine line between fanatism uh why can't i say that word properly <laughs> is that like fanatics like being a fanatic fanatism and madness that's why i believe arsenal is three players away with arteta from winning a premier league what do you think look we are in my opinion two transfer windows including this one away from being a side that should be looking to try and close that gap to city and liverpool and really giving it to them in a season i think arsenal are you know, three, two, two to three world-class additions in their squad away from that. And we can do that. You know, if Arsenal get in Tielemans, that's a player that's got the potential to be world-class. If Arsenal get in uh, a wide player that's got potential to be world-class, if we'd have got in Rafinha, that would have been huge. I really think Rafinha would have been a big, big thing for us. Um, but yeah, I, I think that we are closer than maybe people give us credit for. The question is always going to fall onto the manager is, do we have a manager that's good enough to take us there? I hope that we do. I've seen things that make me think that he could, but I'm not absolutely certain, you know, at this stage. I'm not, um, I couldn't sit here and tell you, yeah, Mikel Arteta, if he was in charge of a title winning side, could take him there like City or Liverpool. I'm not sure yet. I don't know. Because to me, there is only a few elite managers out there. Pep, Klopp, Conte, um, Angelotti, uh, Luis Enrique. For me, are the elite ones. I'm probably missing a couple. I don't put Simeone in that group. Dan Potts knows I don't. Um, but for me, you know, there's very few elite level coaches that could take a side that City have got to the title, a side that Liverpool have got to the title. Pep and Klopp have done that. Um, Pep still struggled to get to the Champions League. And for me, Pep is still the number one coach on the planet. But, you know, it's it's tough. Can Arteta get us there? That's a big, big question that I don't ultimately have an answer to as of yet. Um, let's go to Rel who says, uh, Hey Tom, can you say hello? Uh, Man United fan, please tell him we'll finish above him to Igor. Uh, Igor, we're finishing above you, mate. 
<laughs> we're finishing above you but thank you for the nation bro i really appreciate that as always and the continued support for the channel even if it is just to undermine your friend even if it is just that uh guna jake says when we finish thirds uh we can try and bappe next season i just want our bench to be uh, good enough of a quality that when a sub comes on, the opposition should go, oh, no. <laughs> I want that too. I want that, absolutely. Uh, commiserations to Igor is going through in the chat box. I'm loving this. I'm loving it. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you to the other thousand of you that are currently still watching. Do drop a like on the video. It really, really does help us. That takes you just a second to click that button. So please, please, please go and do that. I'll be live straight after the game on the final whistle. So don't make sure you miss out. Don't make sure you miss out. Don't miss out. That's the sentence. <laughs> Don't miss out on that show. Set your alarms. Turn on your notifications. I'll be live on the whistle. You join the chat. We do lots of engagement, talking to you guys, getting your thoughts, getting your reaction. You are the stars of our match reaction show. So make sure you tune in. I'll be live then. I'll be seeing you tomorrow morning again, as always, at 8 a.m. Will I? Oh, no, I don't think I will. I think I'm working early. I don't think there's an 8 a.m. show tomorrow, but there will be a show later on in the day. So just a heads up. I don't think there's an 8 a.m. show tomorrow because I think I'm working from 7. So apologies, but there will be a show this afternoon and there will be a show tomorrow afternoon. So make sure you subscribe, turn the notifications on, all that good stuff. And Roy, no, you're great. You're great, Roy. Don't be telling me I'm great. You're great. Thank you for listening. See you guys soon. Have a fantastic day. Come on, you gooners. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.